Hey, welcome back. How's it going? I know it's been a minute, but here I am once again, um, sitting down to take it, kind of taking it back to to the roots of why I started this uh, this podcast, this show, whatever you guys want to call it, whatever it is that I call it. Honestly, at this point, God knows what it is, right? But all I know is that it's obviously dedicated to the sport. Uh, is dedicated to who I am as a person in a way and the things that made me who I am basically right so uh, my life experience and everything that is involved with it and and all the emotions and everything that brings this sport you know to to a different level when it comes to my personal life and you know I don't know if you know you guys feel the same way that I do um, it's a little bit lethargic I don't know if that's the right word kind of like therapeutic for me to obviously talk and and kind of let my feelings on a microphone even though that you know some people would think I'm exaggerating because this is just a game in a way but um I guess for for a person like me and for a lot of people like me um I don't know if necessarily Argentinians or or maybe from a different part of the world I think the Argentinian card might be overplayed by me um but then again like when i look at different there's only a few, a handful of people that i know that feel kind of the same things that i do when it comes to their team their colors or the way that they talk or their or refer to the club that they follow and support um you know even me myself i follow a a few different Uh, teams in a way per se right but there's only I think at this moment in my life two that I'm very well invested in Um, obviously you know quote-unquote my first love who not only is a you know a team that I that I enjoy watching but it's more of a tradition it's more of a it kind of brings me closer to my roots in a way and it kind of brings me close to who my family was, you know, all the people that I kind of left, you know, back in my country and, and kind of stuff like that. Right. So obviously I'm talking about I'm talking about Boca Juniors, who this basically this episode is kind of not dedicated to, but it, it's one of those feelings that I had today after losing our Copa Libertadores match against Fluminense that kind of made me realize why I enjoy the game so much and and everything that kind of gets involved in the game you know all the the good feelings when you score um you know scoring a goal and hugging whatever is closest to you you know today it was my son you know the, he's a year and a half and he was playing you know just I was on the couch he was on my lap and Boca scored a tying goal in the second half. And all I could do was, you know, other than scream goal and, you know, stand up and kind of celebrate with my dad who was there and family friends who were, who were also there uh, with, you know, just like a nice, you know, stare into their eyes and just kind of like goal, you know, like with your fist clenched in and just kind of like releasing that emotion of knowing that, you were down one zero, 
and this goal ties it up and gives you a glimpse of hope, uh, especially to how much we were hyping up another title of Copa Libertadores, especially since our last title of Copa Libertadores was in 2007, in which I was still in high school and it was a different kind of time in my life because as much as, you know, you enjoy the team and follow the team, I feel like it, obviously in your teenage years, you're still trying to find yourself as a person. And, and you know, there's certain things that you like, but I don't think I, it had the effect that, for example, the Argentinian World Cup had on me, you know, the past year when I'm a full grown man, 30 years old with all my, I want, and I would like to think that, you know, all my ideas and reasoning and, and the way that I think and live life are at the right place, you know, since I'm a full grown adult now and not a child, um, you know, it's it different emotions, different, you know, life circumstances, uh, differently the way that you see the game now, especially now where I am in my life, where I get to cover a professional soccer team day in and day out with a group of really good guys and, and friends, you know, that I consider them friends. Um, so you get to see the behind the scenes of a professional soccer club that you learn to love as a Houston Dynamo. And then on the other hand, you know, I still have this other team that I love, but it's kind of like a far away love because... You know, they're in the other side of the world, literally. And, you know, it's one of those things that you just kind of dream about going to the stadium and and knowing that in the situation I am, you know, in my life now, that me going to La Bombonera, to the stadium of where Boca Juniors play, probably won't happen in another 15 to 20 years. And, and like, you just dream about the day where you can, you know, step in through those doors, go upstairs, go downstairs, you know, that that clash of like turning a corner and seeing the grass and you know, you just kind of dream of it. And, and and at the same time, I have that experience almost weekend and week out when I go watch the Houston Dynamo who like I said, I have learned to love the same way that I love, you know, Boca Juniors. Um, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just ranting right now. But, you know, that's just the, 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 the effects of, you know, watching a game, living the emotions. Okay, I remember where I was at. But just hugging whoever, you know, I had in my arms and and just loving that person to kind of show the love and affection that you would probably, you know, like if I had a Vincula who was the player that scored that game, that tying goal, I would probably do the same thing. Hug him and literally kiss him and just show him the affection and the gratitude basically that I had for him at that moment. And what I did was I had my son in my arms, picked him up, I hugged him, I kissed him. And, you know, all the release of maybe having a terrible first half, 45 minutes of soccer, but then, you know, being redempt, you know, having a redemption in the second half and all the way in the 70th, I think it was like the 70th, six minute, 
tying the goal and and just kind of hugging and loving and you know and and in the back of your head you're like okay you know if we win this game it's the biggest title in South America not only that but it gives Boca Juniors the opportunity to play um club world cup in 2024 but not only that but they will play world cup uh, club world cup in 2025 in the United States so there's a chance a possibility that I will see them play in the United States an official game for like you know for the points where it matters and maybe in a couple of years I'll be able to go to a stadium in the United States and and go enjoy with my people, you know, with all the senesis, uh, a match, like an official match that maybe I'm not in La Bombonera and maybe I'm going to have to probably go to a football stadium, but just the atmosphere and, and the love and the affection that all people from Boca feel for that team, I'll be able to be ingrained in that situation. So it it sucks it's like a dagger in the heart knowing that you know not only we lost the trophy not only obviously the 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 prestigious you know award of lifting another you know intercontinental cup or whatever or continental cup sorry but you know just knowing that i'm going to miss out on my club for another you know for for more time you know, I don't know when, if they will come play in the United States ever. Um, but, but all I know is that the one chance that I maybe had to go see them in 2025 is is gone for now. And, and it sucks, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I kind of hate, I don't want to compare it to anything. But it's just kind of like knowing that you're probably going to see, you know, I don't know, your girlfriend or whatever. And you're just going to have to wait more time to see her, you know, because, I don't know, her trip got delayed or her, you know, wh- whatever it may be. But it doesn't matter, right? Um, just those emotions that a game like soccer could bring to you is is crazy because I know how crazy it sounds. Even me saying it out loud, it, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's... It is what it is, you know. As a thirty-one, as a thirty-one year, as a thirty-one-year-old man, I am aware that I have, I haven't cried today, and I don't think I'll cry because I think I'm mature enough to kind of, you know, but like have those emotions and, and being able to, you know, have the dignity to say, okay, we lost to a really good team in Fluminense, uh, that maybe they deserved it more than we did because they played a better game than we did. And, you know, in the whole 120 minutes of time, they probably dominated most of it. It was probably 70-30, maybe 60-40 in their favor. So you learn to live with the fact that, you know, in the soccer way, in the you know, and what we saw inside the pitch, they were better. Outside of the pitch, I don't think the passion of Fluminense folks is the same exact thing as the passion that maybe Boca folks have. I mean, when you think about the fact that they say a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand people went from all over the world, not only Argentina but from all over the world, to go support Boca Juniors in a stadium that only had the capacity for thirty thousand fans of Boca Juniors, with you know 
tickets and everything like that. So that means that more than half of the people that went to this to this you know unknown country. I mean, it's Rio de Janeiro, so it's a beautiful place. So you know, it's, it's a nice vacation. That I guess that's the the downside, right? You you get to go to a beautiful beach, uh, but but still though, you know, like you just you just kind of venture out, waste money in a way, or invest, I guess, or just spend money in a trip that. Maybe you did not win the trophy, but the 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 community that was there, it probably took it to a whole nother level. Like all the videos that I've watched, everything that I've seen, even the bad things, like Fluminense supporters literally quite literally attacking people on the streets, beating them up. And I know violence is not good and but I do come from a place in Argentina where Violence in soccer, it's almost normal in a way, as long as it is like hand to hand combat and with like certain not rules, but like you know, unwritten rules. Like, if somebody falls to the ground, you don't hit them, you don't gang up on people, you know, just some things that you would be like, oh, you know, men like men shit, men rules, you know, uh, war of the streets. Obviously, you know, violence is not cool right it's not i don't think it's the answer to anything especially when when it's just like over bullshit i mean bullshit or a game you know a soccer game but honor for the colors and honor for who you are and who you represent you know it, it takes it to another level sometimes and and people can get you know and will cross the line and you know fuck those people you know with all due respect um but just the way that the people from Boca were kind of defending each other and, and the way that other clubs from Rio, like Flamengo and Vasco de Gama, were literally going out to the streets and supporting Boca fans and kind of taking them under their wings and be like, okay, we'll protect you. We'll make sure if, you know, Fluminense fans come through and they want to do something, like they'll fight, they'll have to fight us too. And, and you know, just that like that you know brotherhood or whatever it may be um it's something that you kind of want to experience and i think every single man um i don't know if any girls listen to this but i think men they they want brotherhood they want to be part of something that with other dudes that you can kind of relate to them you can be with them you can enjoy you can be happy you can be sad and and all that stuff right and and I think a lot of people find it in soccer, and, and especially in Argentina, like we that sometimes that's the only thing we have. I mean, when you look at the the way that the country is doing right now, I mean, b- b- more than forty percent of the country lives under the poverty line. Um, and you're like, wait, what? Like, Argentina is literally a third world country. And it is insane. And it's an election year. Literally, we're in an election month. The runoff. So it's a head-to-head between two candidates. The the votes go in. And November 22nd is literally the, the vote off where people go for, and vote for one of them. Um, and you have, you know, like a libertarian who a lot of people say he's fucking crazy and he's a right wing. And then you have a... 
kind of like socialist, leftist, kind of part of the problem. I guess you, you maybe see where I stand politically. Um, but it's one of those things like at, at my age, I, I just don't give a shit anymore. And I kind of want to see the country where I was born that I was that kind of gave me some of the things that I have as a person in a way um, succeed. Right. Like you don't want to see any country not do good, period. You don't want to see 40% of the population live under poverty line. And then when you think about what what do people in those countries have to kind of run away from the problems, to to run away from literally starvation, literally, you know, 120% of inflation, um, knowing that your money is worthless. You know, just to kind of give you a, like a little... Um, idea of how bad it is um i read that it's cheaper for somebody to recreate the game monopoly with actual you know argentine pesos so you know how whenever you buy a monopoly game it comes with a said number of you know one dollar bills five dollar bills one hundred dollar bills or whatever bills um, in Argentina, it's cheaper to create your own monopoly using actual currency from the country than actually going out to the store and buying a game to play with. That's how worthless the money is. That all that money that literally you spend buying a game, you could create the game for yourself using that currency. So... It's just an idea of how bad the country is and and how terrible things are in Argentina. And, and, and when you think about how Boca Juniors, you know, we call ourselves la mitad más uno, which is half, like half of us plus one. So meaning that half of the population, you know, back in the day they ran a poll and literally I think it said like 50 something percent of the country were Boca Juniors fans. And then the rest, you know, we're kind of divided amongst the other teams. So we we see ourselves as literally half of the country of Argentina. And and then when you think about, you know, having, you know, almost quite literally have the country support one team and that team fighting for the biggest title in the continent against, you know, a Brazilian team who... You know, we know the rivalry between Argentinians and Brazilians. You know, it just gives you another spark. It gives you another, uh, another little you know ingredient, I guess, to to the whole situation. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, right? Like, it's crazy how soccer can literally alleviate, you know, the pains of the heart, the sorrows of the soul, and we are literally depending on. You know how a game, the result of the game, might or may, you know, not turn out in our favor. Um, the World Cup was something honestly extreme uh, for me when it came to the emotional side of things. Um, I don't know if I've said this, but I literally watched the game in my house by myself. My wife took the kids. You know, she took them to her mom's house. She was out there. Um, and I was streaming the game and and literally when Argentina won from the PK shootout, I just 
I don't know what took over me and I just started crying and I cried and I cried and I cried uncontrollably like I could not stop crying and it was just out of like happiness out of like emotion of knowing that I really don't know why but you know it's one of those emotions of like happiness and and and, and it's crazy like you're like what like what is going on like why am I crying I do not understand why am I crying it's a soccer game you know it's but then again you know you have like national pride you have you know just many things of you know as an immigrant I think you know if you're an immigrant yourself I think you kind of understand the feeling of being able to look back and and kind of loving your country from from far away and you know in my case I can't go back you know now for you know many different reasons that if you want to know I can tell you but you know it's it's kind of like a long explanation but but I can't go back to my country so I I I have to love them from far away and and not only what you know the country represents but you know it represents family all the family that I left behind all the cousins that you know I lost time with you know the grandparents I lost time with all the uncles and aunts I lost I lost time with all the friends that I lost time with and and the what if that I left over there you know what I mean because life could have been so much different to what life is here in the United States for me um, and many, many, many different things. I mean, I don't know what it would have been, right? I don't know if it would have been better or worse. But I know, th- you know, the, the what if is is also a, a thing that sometimes for, I want to say for men, but it might be just human beings. Like sometimes that we we that eats it's, eats our brains. You know, what if I would have done this differently? You know, what if in high school I would have done this? Or what if, you know, what if I would have tried out for this team? What if I would have done this? What if I, I don't know, wouldn't have dated that one girl and dated the other girl? You know, just the what ifs of life, right? And and I think those are the emotional attachments that I had. And they were all brought up by literally a soccer game. And And that's why I think people don't understand how much you know and like i said in first place argentinians and then maybe other people that i can't speak for but you know we idolize some of these players sometimes and and we see them almost as gods you know as modern day you know almost mythical creatures that we just put on a pedestal and because it's not that they are great at what they do because they are, you know, let's just say Messi, right? It's not that Messi, I mean, Messi is a fucking goat. And and I think we can all agree that when it comes to the game of football, he is probably the greatest player that has ever played the actual game. Um, and many different, you know, qualities that couldn't support that, right? But he, we don't see him as a great soccer player. But we see him as like the hope of having a better country, the hope of being able to live our dreams kind of through him. You know, the 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 we see him as our I don't know, you know, as our 
literally as you know as they see in religions like he's the scapegoat of our dreams and failures and and the things that we want and the things that we dreamed of and the things that man if i would have became if i would have become a soccer player i could my life would have been different my family's life would have been different and just life itself would have been different for me period as a person um but yeah i mean i honestly i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying but yeah i just wanted to come back to this because i know it's been it's been like two months since i haven't posted anything um I think I want to go back to to this when it comes to the show. Um, if I get, honestly, having people on, I love it. I love talking to people and I love hearing stories about life. But it's such a hassle, like having to, you know, come up with a time where both of us are available, you know, especially me with the kids them maybe sometimes being in different time zones because it happens that all the people that i like to talk to or that i find interesting they usually live in different time zones um so we'll, we'll see if we can get some local people to kind of arrange time you know time with to kind of have and talk and stuff like that but i think i'm going to stick to having this podcast be me ranting and i apologize if it's going to be a bunch of the same stuff um, but I'll be honest with you guys, I don't have the time to watch the Premier League. Um, I'm a, I'm a Villa supporter, but I don't think I'm a Villa fan. Um, and I don't mean, I don't know how I mean it, but I don't want to disrespect people that, the, the fact that, well, let's just put, put it like this. I, I am in a group, right? Like a group chat and all a bunch of other stuff that I've subscribed to with villa people in it right and these people kind of feel the same way for villa as i do for boca like i'm talking about english person like a person that was born in england born and raised in birmingham that his dad and maybe his dad's dad grew up supporting villa and villa is their life villa you know the claret and the blue are the basically painted in their souls right and and I sometimes I feel like I'm being disrespectful by having a villa scarf just kind of hanging on my wall when I don't even watch all the games. But and it's not because I don't want to watch all the games, it's because I am at work. I watch Villa. I literally I keep up with Villa a lot more than some people think that I do. I just don't like to talk about it too much because I feel like I don't want to disrespect the actual fans of Villa. I don't know if that makes sense. When it comes to soccer, honestly, I I have a lot of like moral codes that I follow because I don't like to disrespect people that give their time, effort. Like that's why I have a great, like honestly, a great deal of respect to El Batashon members and and some of their leaders. Like that I've learned, you know what they do and stuff like that i'm and you know just different people around the dynamo organization um because i know the the how hard it is to follow a team how hard it is to put people together to put flags together to sing songs together to to wrangle up cats basically 
when it comes to you know wrangling up a group of people to to be there on game days and stuff like that so i don't want to be disrespectful to them and the effort that they do by kind of showing my half-ass support you know to these teams but yeah like i said i don't know where i'm at but oh yeah (laughs) i don't really watch like i watch premier league as much as i can but i can't keep up with 20 other teams when there's 30 teams in the mls when there's another 28 in la liga argentina when there's you know world soccer going on like i wanted at one point in time i wanted you know cuatro cuatro dos to be like a news show but to be honest i'm not the best person for that i'm the best person to like bring you my opinion shitty or not you know my opinion it is what it is so i think i'm just gonna do that have opinion pieces and we'll leave the information to you know cesar procel and to dn to glenn davis uh since you know there are actual people that get paid to do that and you know i would love to get paid to watch soccer all day every day um i'm sure that's not only you know the only thing they do right i don't want to disrespect them disrespect them like that too right but i mean you know they they're that's literally their profession so um we'll leave that to them and and honestly those are the two people that i respect a lot when it comes to um putting stuff like this together so with that being said, uh, you know, quick shout out to Glenn Davis, quick shout out to um, Cesar Procel. You know, both of them have given me and Bayou City Soccer a lot of really great opportunities for showcasing uh, or quote unquote talents. Uh, shout out to also Vote League and Sebastian over there. Same thing. Uh, trying to change literally the world here in Houston through soccer. And, you know, shout out to Bayou City Soccer, man, that... The group, you know, Dustin, honestly, uh, shout out to El Jefe and, and, and Rudy and everybody in, you know, in, in there, they have been amazing. They're always supportive. Uh, but Rudy and Dustin, honestly, have been uh, amazing to to have around as friends. I mean, the other guys, too, you know, Manny and Rodrigo and uh, Derek and um, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm forgetting your name, but you know who you are. Uh, I'm gonna look it up because I feel really bad. I just have, I just know you as uh, Mears on on the group chat. Um, Billy, God damn it, Billy, Billy the Goat. I'm sorry, I feel bad, Billy, for forgetting your name. But Billy the Goat, um, yeah, man. Like all those people, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody else on that group chat. I think those are oh, Sack. You know, he's in there. He, I've never seen Sack, but. People, he's like a, he's like Chewbacca. No, not Chewbacca. He's like uh, Bigfoot to me. Uh, I've never seen him, but I, I, I've seen I've known the people that I have that have seen him, but I've never seen him personally. But yeah, man, that Bayou City Soccer is amazing. Uh, great, changed my life quite literally. Um, gave me another reason to f- love soccer more. So, shout out to the boys. I'll shut it down. I've been talking for thirty minutes about nonsense, but. Love you guys. Hopefully, we'll keep this going. But for now, this will do. 30 minutes of Christian ranting and just saying bullshit. Y'all have a good night or day or morning.